Welcome to episode 34 of the podcast, a spinoff is named. On the 12th of July, XPO Logistics updated their brokerage spinoff plan by announcing the soon-to-be-spun-out company's name. The newly spun-out company will go by RXO Logistics and already has a landing page where curious investors can register to receive email updates detailing the progress of the spin-out. XPO Logistics is consistently hitting their restructuring milestones. First, through their 2021 spinoff of GXO Logistics. Then, through their sale of the intermodal business. And now, with the renaming of their soon-to-be-spun-out brokerage business. For more detail on XPO's progress so far, please see our previous XPO Logistics episodes. Given last week's announced name of RxO Logistics, it seemed appropriate to tackle this section of the spinoff in greater detail. For starters, RxO's brokerage business is the one business resulting from this restructuring that I'd hold for the long term. The macroeconomic drivers that advantage the brokerage business are covered in previous episodes of the podcast, but are worth covering again here. For starters, The economy seems headed towards steadily rising prices that won't soon be abated by central bank policy. Businesses with high operational costs tend to suffer margin contraction in inflationary markets, and this pressure would negatively impact XPO's core, less-than-truckload business, much more than RxO's brokerage business. A few examples might serve to illustrate this point. Consider the fact that XPO Logistics remain co will employ 21,000 employees, as compared to only 5,500 employees at RxO. These figures are even more telling when you consider that XPO only produced three times the operating income of RxO, with XPO's pro forma accounting statements showing $600 million in operating income compared to RxO's $200 million. Put simply, XPO must employ significantly more workers than does RxO to produce each dollar of operating income. Payroll represents a meaningful portion of any business expenses, and those expenses are starting off at a higher base at XPO when compared to RxO. Of course, going forward, we can expect to see upward pressure on wages as employees demand compensation that keeps pace with rising prices, which will in turn do more to squeeze profit margins at XPO than RxO. Next, consider the higher property, plant, and equipment costs at XPO versus RxO. XPO Logistics owns and maintains 292 terminals, 8,100 trucks, and 26,000 trailers, whereas a brokerage business relies on much lower costs, computer equipment, and the leveraging of tech-enabled networks. In fact, the Drive XPO mobile app which will soon be embedded in RxO, the company, could double its earnings simply by increasing the app's user base by 2x. If anything, the network value of that technology platform would rise with more users participating, and the added users would cost the company little to no additional capex to service and retain. Compare this to the task of doubling less than truckload revenue at XPO, the Remainco. It's always possible to increase the utilization and efficiency of a trucking network, but there are physical limits to that process. At some point, 
you can't add any more cargo to a truck or reduce fleet downtime without expanding the size of the fleet and quite predictably expanding the fleet size is going to drive up your costs. Costs may rise faster in an inflationary environment than would normally be the case as each truck and trailer you purchase to grow your network costs incrementally more than the equipment you already own, making growth an exercise in diminishing returns. Again, RxO won't experience the same issues within their business model because a technology platform can support nearly endless additional users without incurring added costs or margin pressure. What if all these inflationary pressures don't manifest? Under normal economic conditions, free of supply chain disruptions, cost pressures, and labor shortages, your best bet might be to simply hold XBO Logistics and follow the current CEO. As we covered in previous episodes, XPO's CEO, Mr. Jacobs, has an excellent track record and skin in the game. He owns a significant chunk of the company and therefore is invested in the result of this corporate breakup. Acknowledging those facts, however, I believe that a low-cost operating business model offers a more robust margin of safety than does a rock star CEO, particularly when a business is up against macroeconomic headwinds. As Buffett himself pointed out, when a management team with a reputation for billions meets a business with a reputation for mediocrity, it's the reputation of the business that remains intact. In other words, the strength of the business model can determine a great deal more about an investment's prospects than can the management team, all else being equal. Well, with that brief discussion out of the way, I hope you learned something about XPO's unfolding spinoff, and we'll continue to update you as the company provides more clarity going forward as this spinoff still has several months to maybe a year to fully play out. Hope you enjoyed that episode, and we'll be back again soon with another investment summary.